Chris Miles was able to retire twice by the time he was 39 years old. But he's not content to just enjoy his own financial freedom and peace of mind. Chris wants you to have your own ripple effect so you can live free today. He's not the financial advisor you expected. He's the anti-financial advisor you deserve. He's jumping behind the mic right now, ready to make waves. Here's Chris Miles. Hello, my fellow Ripplers. This is Chris Miles, your cash flow expert and anti-financial advisor. Welcome to our show that's for you and about you. Those of you that work so hard for your money and you want your money to start working harder for you right now. You want that freedom, cash flow, and prosperity today, not 30 or 40 years from now, but right now to live that life that you love, being with those that you love, doing what you love. And most importantly, guys, it's not just about getting rich. It's about creating a life of meaning by creating rich relationships and richness of life by creating a ripple effect through the lives of others. Guys, thank you so much for allowing me to bless your lives and be a ripple effect, create a ripple effect through you. Again, thank you for binging sharing and doing all the things that you guys do, especially when you implement these things and make changes in your life so that your ripple effect can create a legacy for you too. Hey guys, uh, quick reminder, you know, if you haven't been there already, go to our YouTube channel, subscribe right now, go to the money ripples with Chris miles page, subscribe there, especially where we've got things that we do that are visual. We want you to see it. So make sure you go and subscribe there today. Hey, are you looking for another great podcast to listen to? One about investing and, and not only just investing, but learning about cool deals like investing in apartments that does not require you to have to be an accredited investor or have a million dollars. Hey, if you want to check that out, go check out my friend Lane Kawaoka's site, simplepassivecashflow.com. He's got a great podcast also called Simple Passive Cashflow that you can check out on YouTube, iTunes, or whatever your favorite podcast app is. If you want some great education, and to learn about great ways to invest in other types of deals without, again, needing a ton of money, check it out, simplepassivecashflow.com or look up Simple Passive Cashflow on YouTube or your podcast app. Check it out. All right, guys. So I got a special guest here with us, Kevin Nichols. Now, Kevin, I've known for several years. I even had him on this podcast uh, probably a few hundred episodes ago. So for those of you that haven't binged back far enough, I'm going to do you a favor. We're going to bring him back again, right? Because the truth is that you know, when it comes to life settlements, right? Uh, that's a topic that so many people don't even understand. And Kevin is the master of this. Uh, Kevin is the managing partner at what's called Penumbra Solutions, right? His Penumbra Fund, they invest in life settlements, but here's the cool thing. Um, they target low double digits, like 10 to 12% target with no market risk. No worry about these premium calls that you will hear about today um, and everything else, right? It's about getting that money working for you in as much of a safe, manner as possible with great returns. And as we talk about on the show, you don't have to take high risk to get high returns. It's how do you create the lowest risk possible to get the highest returns? And that's what we're going to talk about today. So Kevin, welcome to our show. Thanks, Chris. Great to be with you. I love your opening. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yep. Well, you're, you're embodiment of it. You're doing it yourself oh, you. too. You're creating a massive ripple effect in your industry, in your life. Uh, I mean, you. you've been doing a great job there. We've, so, we've been very, very blessed. Thank you very much. Absolutely. So give us a little background on you. I mean, I know you're in Texas, but you know, tell us a little bit more about you and what got you into this business in the first place. Sure. Well, you know, um, uh, we live in Texas. So we've been here 20 years and uh, I uh, was raised in Southern California, went to Cal State Fullerton, uh, spent the majority of my life out there in uh, the insurance business, financial advising, and came out here uh, for some opportunity to invest in a business and uh, what I thought would be a uh, 
uh, an absentee ownership situation was not. So had to come out and literally put hands on it in order to uh, make it work. My partner was my brother-in-law and he was anyway, long story, but we came here. And uh, yeah. so that was kind of a side side business that I invested in. That's what brought us out here. And we continued in, in the, the uh, financial planning business uh, and insurance. And uh, uh, my business partner and I um, used to offer fractionalized life settlements as an alternative investment to people for yeah for their, their money they didn't want to put at risk in the market. And uh, we both invested in them many for many years and had great success and uh, had family members who had invested in them as well. And we decided, it was funny because one day we were, we were on the golf course, probably the only day that we've played golf together ever. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we both, I, I got a, a premium call, which is if you own a, a, a fraction of a life settlement, uh, you have to, you may have to, Pay premiums just like if you yeah, own yeah. real estate you're going to have to pay taxes so i got a premium call one uh text uh, while i was on the course and at the same time he got a text and i said oh you get a premium call he said no i just got notice of maturity and i said man this is nuts <laughs> you know you you just won i just lost that's okay it's just you know it's just you know part of it's a part of uh, doing business and so mm -hmm. i said um you know wouldn't it be good and we had i don't know between us maybe eight or ten fractions of policies. And I said, wouldn't it be great if, um, if uh, we could pool our, uh, our policies together uh, mm -hmm. into like a fund. And um, yeah. so we could, we could, uh, um, when one person had a victory, the other person got to share in the victory. And when one person had to pay a premium, the other one shared in the burden, it would kind of even out the cash flows. And so uh, I said, you know, in fact, we could probably uh, bring some of our other family members who own fractions and kind of make a little pool maybe, and maybe it makes sense. Maybe it doesn't, I don't know, you know, but let's yeah. look into it. So we thought, let's take a look. And so we started researching it and some of it, I mean, everybody said, no, you can't do it. And I thought, mm -hmm. you know, this just, it doesn't make sense. Why can't we? And so we kept researching it and finally came up with a way that we could do it. And so we did it. Mm -hmm. And, um, our first fund was in 2010, I think. And, um, it, uh, it, it just exploded with, uh, yeah. uh, our, my dad was our first investor, uh, we, a lot of family members, and it was primarily for ourselves. And so when we set it up, we set it up as cheaply as we possibly could uh, in terms of fees on, you know, there's no ongoing fees uh, yeah. in the funds at all. And um, so once we did that, the second fund, uh, 2011, um, it just was getting bigger. And, and at the, by the, mid mid to toward the end of the the raise for the 2011 fund um we had an advisor say hey uh you know i got a question for you uh, if if i'm referring you my clients mm -hmm. you know and they want financial advice you know what are you going to do you're going to send them back to me right i said of course i would never you know we would not uh, you know we wouldn't wouldn't breach that trust yeah. um so we decided uh, at that time basically that we were out of the financial advising business. Now this is all we've done. These have kind of consumed us. And so this is all we do. We have private equity, equity funds that we run about one a year and we invest in um, senior life settlements. Uh, senior life settlement is a, a life insurance policy that a senior citizen no longer wants, needs, or, or can afford. Uh, probably doesn't have any cash value. Um, hmm. And so they sell it to us, we buy it, uh, we pick up the premium payments, and um, when that senior citizen passes, uh, we collect the death benefit. 
Yeah. Sometimes we allow them to retain a portion of the death benefit. That's called retained death benefit policy. Um, sometimes we buy the entire policy. Uh, these are all universal life policies. Now, from a, we do own a, a few whole life policies, but from the standpoint of a life settlement, universal life or a whole life policy is really not what we're looking for because they, they build cash value. Right. Uh, now you don't have to, you have to save them. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. Um, so now from the standpoint of, you know, whole life policies, we both, we love them. We both own them. Yeah. Um, but for our purposes, mm-hmm. universal life is perfect. They usually, these policies usually start as term life policies and they have what's called a convertibility writer, right. which allows the insured to convert it from a temporary policy to a permanent policy, uh, you know, at a higher premium, but that yeah. premium is known. And so, uh, we can then make an evaluation as to whether or not we want to buy the policy based upon the life expectancy of the, the uh, insured, uh, and then put it into our fund. The average age of the insureds in our funds is over 92 years old, which is very different. That's gone up. Yeah, it has. <laughs> they're getting and, older and, and older, aren't they? They're getting older and older. Exactly. And, uh, it's, uh, it has, uh, people ask us, you know, where do you find these policies? You know, we probably, we probably look, well, we'll look at, five policies and buy one. Um, they yeah. come to us. We have uh, brokers, um, attorneys that bring them to us. We don't ever mm-hmm. go looking for them directly. We don't ever have any hand-to-hand or face-to-face. Uh, you know, everybody's kept at arm's length. We always have an yeah. intermediary. Because obviously uh, you don't want to know who these people are and then, you know. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I saw that. But yes, you're exactly right. I mean, that would, that would make for an interesting movie, but that's yeah. not something you want to... <laughs> you know, you want to be accused of. So no, yeah. uh, we don't, uh, we don't ever have any face-to-face contact. We do know, of course, exactly where they live because we have the, the information from the policy, but that's all kept uh, uh, very, that's kept very secret along with, mm-hmm. uh, you know, under HIPAA and other things. Yeah. We, we don't ever divulge that, but yeah. Uh, and then when the insured passes, we uh, collect the death benefit and we distribute it amongst the owners of, uh, of the fund. Yeah. Um, so, and that's, uh, it's really a simple investment. And uh, one of the things that works for us is that most, there are life settlement funds uh, out there. Most mm-hmm. of them, uh, most of them focus on people between 75 and 82 years of age, which is fine yeah. uh, because they're able to commit more of the capital mm-hmm. to the policy and not have to commit as much capital to uh, premiums. We have to, we have, when we, if we have a, a $10 million raise, uh, we will only deploy probably $6 million into the marketplace to purchase policies. We'll have to hold back for 40% of what we raise. Um, for most companies that doesn't work because their overhead is such that they have to invest 80 to 90% of it. So they can't really compete with us in looking at these policies. Right. So we don't have a problem doing that. So if we were to raise 10 million, a typical fund, uh, in fact, this fund that we're in now is on this on this track, and, and our previous fund, uh, Fund 9, uh, did this. If we raise $10 million, we are going to end up typically with uh, death benefits in the range of, say, 40 to $45 million. so about mm-hmm. four to four and a half times our money. So now some people will live long, and that will, of course, eat into the, to the yield. Um, yeah. But if we, if, we can, if we can keep that ratio about four to one, then typically what will happen is at the end of the term of the fund, which is say eight years or so, um, generally what's going to happen is investors are going to end up with 
say three to three and a half times their original investment back. Um, right. And uh, it will have never been exposed to the marketplace. We can't touch the money. We have a third party custodian intermediary. They handle all the money. Uh, they also handle all the premium money there and there. We have millions and millions of dollars. Uh, in fact, it's Bank of Utah, which is, uh, huh. is right there yeah. uh, where you are. But uh, yeah, we have a great partnership with them. They handle all the money. We don't have access to the money. We can't touch the money. Um, so it's, uh, it, you know, an interesting thing is, is in this business, what we do is we, we are buying our growth in advance. We know exactly what we're going to make on every single policy. Uh, what we don't know is when we'll make it, when we'll get paid. Um, but right. if you've got someone who's, if you've got someone who's average 92 years old, 93, even 90, how long will they live? Yeah. So, um, well, and, and a lot of times the policies will mature at age 100 anyways, right? Well, some do. Now we, we will, and if they do, we, we look at them differently. If, if they will, if the policy will no longer pay after age 100. Yeah. Um, so we, we probably will avoid those, but if, you know, mm -hmm. we like to get them, some of them now are, are age 105, age even 120. Um, yeah. So it doesn't matter. Uh, some policies, um, the policy, you know, you don't have to make premium payments after age 100, but the death benefit will remain until the person passes. We love those. Right. Um, it, it, the truth is, it's very, very seldom that someone lives that long. Mm -hmm. um, you know, even though we as a society are technically living longer every year, um, yeah. the number of people as a percentage of the overall population that live beyond age 95, 96 is not going up in no. 100 years. So it's yeah. funny, we, we, a lot of people ask, what has COVID done? Has that really helped you? You know, and the answer is no, it hasn't nope. at all. In fact, it's probably, if you were, you know, look, you know, carry it out statistically to the eighth digit probably hurt us because what happens is, you know, we find that people are gathering up grandma and grandpa and they're, they're bringing them home or they're making sure they've got better care. And so right. um, we haven't had any really, hasn't really had any in, in, impact from COVID at all. Yeah. That's what I've noticed as well. Like most life insurance companies are like, nope, steady as she goes. Things yep. are pretty much the way they've been, or if not better, you know? You know, it's funny. And that's, we, we use, uh, in our analysis of a policy, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a lot, most companies have to rely exclusively on uh, a uh, medically underwritten life expectancy estimate. Yeah. Which we do too. We use those as well. Mm -hmm. But when you're dealing with someone who's 92, how long will a perfectly healthy 92 year old live? Truthfully, um, they could die tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. And, and we, every fund we've had policies that have, have matured in the first year. In fact, we've had yeah. several policies that have matured in the first month, which is for us. I mean, that's an absolute windfall. Yeah. Um, obviously that's not the norm and it's not the norm. Yeah. We don't expect that, but, um, uh, anyway, yeah, it's, uh, we don't have to rely on the medically underwritten life expectancy estimate because we, we really put much more weight on two actuarial departments. One is the CDC because our actuarial department is obviously enormous, mm -hmm. but even more so is we use the VBT tables and VBT mm -hmm. are the valuation basic tables that all insurance companies use as their actuary uh, or their actuarial database, which is everybody in the country that is insured, which means that it, they're healthier basically. And yeah. so they're even more conservative. So we use those more than we, than, uh, than anything else in making a buying decision. Interesting. So, I mean, so kind of sum this up, right? I mean, you're basically buying 
life insurance policies from people, right? You're just buying yes, it, we are. helping them pay their premiums. Sometimes we even get yes. some of the death benefit, which is a great perk if they yes. get it. Um, Absolutely. But then of course, then, you know, whenever they pass along, you get the death benefit, which is usually a lot bigger than the premiums you're paying, which is ideal, Absolutely. right? That's, um, that's the plan. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I, I know some people, especially with a lot of my clients, will say, holy cow, this is such a cool thing, but I feel almost guilty, you know, because <clears> you kind of want the person to die. You're like that, I, have, I feel this conflict within me because I feel yeah. it's kind of morbid, right? It's a little, yeah. it's a little crazy. Uh, how, how do yeah. you respond to that? You know, it's funny because we do, we do get that uh, from time to time. Some will say, oh, this is morbid or, or are you pressuring grandma to sell their policy? And the answer is absolutely not. These people raise their hand and say, yeah. hey, I can't afford this any longer. Uh, or and they I might no even need more need, cash too, right? Exactly. I need, I'd rather have the cash, uh, you know, that I can live my life on it. So, you know, we tell yeah. them, look, that you have several options. One is, uh, see, if, you know, if there's cash value, what's the cash value? Maybe it's worth just, you know, surrendering the policy for cash value, but most of these policies have none. Uh, the other thing is ask the, the insurance company if they want to buy it. Uh, there is the biggest player in this industry who buy, they buy more life settlements than any other entity. It used to be Buffett. He used to be the biggest. He's still yeah. a significant player, but the biggest is AIG. Uh, and AIG actually threw another company, some security there. They buy policies um, from other, you know, they buy senior life settlements, which is interesting because here on one hand, you have the company that is issuing insurance policies. And then on the other mm -hmm. hand, you have a company that is buying those policies. Right. Um, and uh, <laughs> it, it almost would seem like a conflict. It's not, but it's, yeah. it, it is interesting. They are our biggest competitor. Um, so, uh, you know, the beautiful thing about it is we tell people this, it's not for all your money. It's only for that portion of your money that you cannot afford to lose. Um, our growth is, uh, is, is we buy it in advance. That's all, it's very simple. Um, it's a very simple concept. A lot of people, when they invest, they think, okay, do I get monthly statements? You can check, you can log in and check your monthly account anytime you want. There won't be a change. There won't yeah. be any change until somebody passes and we distribute the money. Right. Other than that, it's just sit and wait. It's just yep. sit and wait and watch. So that's the beautiful thing about it. Well, let's talk about your penumbra fund, right? Because you're now on penumbra 10 or penumbra X, right? <laughs> so PX, yes, penumbra 10. My partner, sorry, gets, PX. My partner gets to, likes to get creative with uh, the way he names the, the funds. But yes, we are on <laughs> fund 10. It's a good thing uh, he can we, count. Um, yep, so, yep. Uh, so obviously it's an accredited investor only fund. So, you know, meaning, you know, you have to make at least either two or $300,000 a year, depending mm -hmm. on how you file your taxes. Um, or you have at least a million dollars of net worth, not including your home equity, right? Correct. Um, and Wait, now, yeah, we, we can take up to 35 non-accredited investors. This is a Reg D Rule hmm. 506B fund for anybody who is interested. Yeah. Uh, so we can take uh, up to 35 non-accredited investors. The main thing is, you know, we, we can also take sophisticated investors, and that's someone who does hmm. not meet the accredited investor standard, but make, meets a, a minimum net worth standard. Yeah. The, the most important thing for us is, is this the right investment for the investor? If it's, yes. what I tell, what I tell people is this, because someone will ask us, you know, well, how much should I put in or, you know, mm -hmm. and I'll tell people this, look, if you know that you're going to need this money inside the next 10 years, mm -hmm. don't put it here right. because there's no liquidity provision at all. Yep. Uh, this is a growth fund. It's not an income fund. Yeah. So, uh, you know, don't, don't invest it. Um, but if you're comfortable with letting it sit and not touching it and not having to worry about 
somebody touching your money or, uh, you know, the market going up, down or sideways. Mm -hmm. um, it's a perfect place for that. And we have people who put 100% of their money in. We have people who put 10% of their money in. We yeah. have very well, some very well-known family trust money uh, from the East Coast that if I mentioned, you would know immediately who they are. Mm -hmm. um, we have people who... We, we have people who have come from offshore to invest, although when they do that, they have to, you know, they have to follow certain guidelines from the IRS. They have to have a U.S. based entity that has an employer right. identification number so that it can be taxed, et cetera. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, it's, it's a perfect vehicle for that. If, if they have uh, self-directed IRA money or uh, self-directed 401k money, we have a lot of physicians, a lot of uh, attorneys, uh, business owners. Um, who put their money in through various vehicles, cash, of course, yeah. you know, a lot of cash. So it just depends on the investor. I totally agree. That's, and that's one, I'm glad you brought that up because many of the times people say, well, is this good for me? Cause these are really like solid returns. You know, if you've got a great track record um, and even just on a personal basis, knowing that you charge a lot less fees than your own, own competitors, competitors that have offered to pay me more money to promote them on this podcast. Right. Yep. And yeah. uh, I'm like, nope, like I want the ones where they get the better, where the client gets the better return, not me, right? Well, it's <laughs> funny the because the funny, the funny here, our funds, our, our fees are, are set up like this. I'll just tell you exactly what they are. Up front, we charge 1.7, we charge 1.5% as an organ, organizational and offering expense. And that's a reimbursement to us for setting up the fund, for paying for the illegal, the accounting, the printing, uh, the custodial fee we have to pay in advance for the whole mm. life of the fund. Then our, our management fee is on the back end, uh, we get two and a half percent of whatever matures. So we get paid when your investors get paid. Yeah. Um, and we don't have any ongoing fees at all, nothing. We don't have a minimum, we don't have a, an annual uh, maintenance fee, nothing like that. Um, now, we used to, we, we were using Provident Trust for funds mm -hmm. one through four. And then in fund five, we switched over to Bank of Utah and we were able to negotiate a better fee for custodian work. Right. And so when we did that, we, we could have pocketed the extra money. It was only a quarter of a point, but a quarter of a point yeah. is a quarter of a point. So we mm -hmm. decided to lower the fee and man, we got so much heat from our, uh, from our competitors. What are you guys doing? You're charging too much. You're making us look bad. You're leaving money on the table. Are you guys idiots? Mm -hmm. Clearly we're not, but thank you. Um, so we, the reason we charge the fees that we charge is we invest right alongside your, your investors. Um, mm -hmm. My dad invests in every fund. And yeah. the interesting thing is the last person I want to have to explain <laughs> my fee structure to is my dad. So right. we've never raised our fees. We never will. Um, mm -hmm. It's always been the same and um, we're not going to change it. So it's yeah. very, very low. Um, you've got one and a half on the front, two and a half on the back. That's a total of four points over eight years. What's that average? A half a point a year. Right. Some funds i know some funds out there that are competitors of ours that charge as much as uh two percent up front or five percent even mm -hmm. uh and they get 20 percent of the back end and some of them even get uh, a point a year for managing it to me you know yeah that's just you know there's an old saying pigs get fed the hogs get slaughtered and um yeah i, I think they're just being greedy you just don't need it so right i agree these have always remained low well, yeah it's always nice to get those returns back you know absolutely uh, absolutely well, and, and you brought up a good point too about if somebody has IRA money, right? Um, yes. And I know with my own clients, like I keep forgetting sometimes to say this, that if they have a self-directed IRA and their time horizon is about 10 years or longer, sure. 
Absolutely. This could be a great fit to be able to invest, get very solid returns in your in, yes. in growth in that money. Um, yes. Have you ever had people do anything with their college funding, their college savings? Yes, we money? have. We have. But the thing is, they've got to make sure most people we have and we still do. Yeah. Um, they have to be far enough ahead of the game to you know, invest the money and then uh, and then it has to have gone one turn through a fund. So eight to 10 years and then use the money to pay for college or they need to be able to cash flow the cost of college while they mm, wait for this right. to mature. Because they're so, waiting for it to mature. Exactly. Right. Look at it as an offset, you know, or a hedge in truth. I mean, I used to be a bond trader. I mean, it's a perfect yeah. hedge. So if I'm going to be paying X over here and I can grow at Y over here and this is substantially better, yeah. obviously I can put as much money as I can here and cash flow it or defer the payments on the other side. And have you ever had them use 529 plans actually? No. Or is it? No, yeah, I figured you can't with any can't. state. Nope, not at all. 529 plan is a very, very specific plan. The, the, the uh, investment options for that are extremely limited. They allow one, I believe they allow one or two moves per year. Um, right. Now that we can't use any of that money, but a lot of trust money uh, uh, for college, um, mm -hmm. a lot of family trust money. Um, yeah. It's a great, uh, great vehicle for wealth transfer um not from a tax standpoint we don't have any tax leverage at all i wish we could but we don't it's going to bring up tax benefits yeah yeah well, i wish we could but we don't so yeah. if you're going to have to pay the taxes then you know the the best alternative of course is make it grow as much as you can mm -hmm. uh the other thing is this is a great vehicle for roth uh if you mm. have a hundred thousand dollars in a traditional ira and you're considering a roth conversion right. don't do it until you talk to us because we can save you actual you know, generally on a $100,000 uh, uh, IRA that is going to be converted to Roth, we could typically save uh, the average investor between eight and 10,000, eight and $12,000 of actual hard cash that they don't have to pay in taxes. Wow, um, that's great. Yeah, it, it works, works beautifully. So, but it's a great vehicle for, for Roth. And I've got a, a white paper that I wrote on that, how to do it, why to do it, uh, why it works so nicely through the fund uh, yeah. that uh, I'm happy to send people. That'd be great. Yeah. I know I actually have clients of mine that actually just did a backdoor Roth or looking into doing backdoor Roths and things yeah. like that, even especially if they're right. going to get rid of them, which might happen. We don't know, we don't uh, know. but they've talked about trying to, you know, uh, play with our, our little IRA and Roth IRA systems. Right. You know, yeah. so yep. it'd be good to see what advantages we can take advantage of. So exactly. Yeah. Well, Kevin, right. I appreciate your time. I know, I know we went longer than we usually do, but there's such great information here that we can definitely have. Uh, obviously, if somebody wants more information, what would be the best way for them to contact you? Best way to contact me is uh, either on the phone uh, or via email. They can. We have a 12-minute video presentation, which admittedly mm -hmm. is uh, a couple of years old and dated, but it gives an outline, and our contact yeah. information is on that. It's it's www.thepenumbraplan.com. Penumbra is spelled P is in Paul, E N as as in Nancy, U, M as in Mary, B, R, A, plan, right. the penumbra plan.com. And it'll ask for their information. What's their first and last name, uh, who referred them, uh, and what's their email address. Um, and then they can, they'll have the opportunity to watch the video. It will ask for a password and the password is, uh, all lowercase penumbra, P E N U M B R A. Um, they can reach me directly at Kevin at penumbra solutions with an S on the end, penumbra solutions.com. Uh, they could call me directly at 817-479-9770. Uh, we are about 10 minutes to the west of the Dallas-Fort Worth Airport. 
if uh, they're in town and they want to come see us, I'll pick you up and you can come visit with us directly, you know, in person and see behind the scenes um, uh, of what we do. Excellent. Yeah, we'll be sure to put all that in the show notes because sure. you know, definitely, guys, recommend if that's something that's really speaking to you, you say, hey, you know what, I think this might be a part of my plan. Great. Reach out to them. You know, find some more information. Obviously, we're not recommending any investments on the show, uh, but so. definitely feel free to reach out to Kevin. Uh, through his website or through phone or email, like you just mentioned. Yeah. So, well, Kevin, again, appreciate your time and your generosity and the information. Really, really valuable today. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Anytime, Chris. Good to see you again. Good to speak with you and, uh, you know, all the best. Absolutely. And everybody else, hey, I hope you make it a wonderful and prosperous week, and we'll see you later. Visit us online at moneyripples.com for more resources to help you fix money leaks and get your money working harder for you now. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.